Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another edition of Patriots Nation UK. We are now on episode 31, and there is myself, Matt Inkster, and Nick, as always, uh, co-host extraordinaire. Um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us at Pat's Nation UK Pod on Twitter. Myself is at Matt Inkster, and Nick is at the underscore Parrick. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, just sort of going over what happened on Sunday there, so we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, I've just been sitting watching the, the first half of the Scotland game there. Dross, as always, unfortunately. Um, Nothing unexpected but, there, though. No, exactly. Same shit, different day. Um, with that lot, but we're not here to talk about Scotland and how bad our national team is. We're here to talk about Patriots as usual. So, firstly, overall thoughts of the game before we break it down a bit? Uh, the offence is about as bad as Scotland. That, <laughs> that, that's what I think. Um, yeah, I really sort of... Well, I'll start on the positives, although I started on the negatives. But um, it was good to see the defence sort of back to how they'd been before the, before the Ravens game. I think there was sort of... A couple of drives early on where it looked like, oh, what's happened here? Maybe they're not quite as good as we thought they were. But then sort of after that, they really gave up nothing. Yeah, well, um, as we all know, they went 10 points down pretty quickly and then recovered to not actually concede anything after that, which was um, really good to see. I thought overall my thoughts are it was a win's a win. I mean, we're, we've got the Cowboys coming up this week and obviously Dak's in the talk for MVP, but I'm kind of past caring about MVPs really because our team is just built to win, whether it's offence, defence or indifferent. We don't need a, a standout mm. quarterback as such. Um, I, mean, I, I want him, I want I, him I, playing I, better than he has done. But. Yeah, I... I don't want to say Achilles heel because it's obviously still quite a long way to go in the season and they've shown in previous years that they can get better over time but it's it's a real worry like as soon as anyone can start putting up a decent amount of points on the Patriots defense I, I would be worried like I think 17 points wins you a game at the moment like if, if you're the other team if you score 17 or in that region you have a really good shot winning the game. Yeah, um, it's it's not looking good. Um, so let's get into a bit more. We obviously we had a PI that went against uh, Jason McCarty, which set them up in pretty good field position and um, possession in their their drive. Ultimately, led to a field goal, and then. Two drives later, they've what was it, nineteen ninety three? I think I saw on the broadcast was the last time they gave up such a big drive, um, something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like started on the five, so it was. I guess it was a bit disappointing they went down kind of as easily as they did, but 
I mean, after that, there was kind of nothing there for for the Eagles' offense. I know they were missing a lot of guys, like receivers and running backs, so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, I would have liked to have seen how the Patriots' defense got on if if Howard had played. Um, obviously, they were like three, two, three running backs down, so they were really light on that front. So maybe they kind of felt like they couldn't couldn't stick with the run and just try and establish that because I, I think it's something that the, the Patriots defense really has to prove that they are able to stop. There's been a few games, uh, sort of two of the last three, games for, uh, starting with the Browns game, Chubb was running it however he wanted. Obviously in the Ravens game, they continued to do the same thing. Yeah, it didn't really but... happen on Sunday, but I'm not sure if that's to do with how the defense played it, or just that the Eagles didn't have anyone that was there to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, before the Browns were we let um, Frank Gore run up a hundred yards or so against us as well. So it's and looking at it here, the Miles Sanders managed 38 yards, and um, the guy Scott managed 26. So what's that? 64 yards in total between the two of them. Wentz managed 17 of his own um, from three carries. Uh, an average of about four between the three of them. No, no rushing touchdowns um, from that. Obviously, just the the Dallas Goddard one. Yeah, it was it's something that we spoke about last week before the game that we expected, and I think we expected more because at the time of recording, then Howard was you know he was questionable, but looked like he might actually play. And that ultimately he got downgraded to being out for the game. And I think you're right. I think it made a, such a huge difference to just how the Eagles played in general, whether it was, you know, like kind of like how the Browns try to do it and give the ball to Chubb and gain five or six yards on first down and then have, you know, short gains to get in second and third down. I think that's probably what the Eagles try to do. And I mean, Wentz isn't a bad quarterback he just had no he was, throw to it really. nah he was bad on Sunday though he was yeah it's in general he's not he, what was it one good throw when he was standing in his own end zone out to about the 35 or so I think it was I, um, I, I think like they kind of had to force everything to Ertz like anything productive they were doing in the passing game certainly after the set the second drive it was all on Ertz if Ertz wasn't oh, open yeah. no one else could produce and I think that really showed if it would have been interesting to see if they had another couple of guys. But we'll probably get a glimpse of that next week when the Cowboys are <laughs> obviously they've got a running back there. They're more than happy to just feed the ball to uh, maybe even two now. So yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully the Patriots defense has corrected those mistakes. I I just really do wonder if it is to do with the formations that we're playing. Uh, at times on Sunday, there wasn't even two linemen on the the, the field. It was it was just Adam Butler and then linebackers and um, sort of McCourty in the box. So I don't think that's a defense that's going to stop the run every week. No, it's not been built and set up that way so far. Judging by what we've seen. Um, I guess little adjustments each game and if they can progress that each week then you know these next was it I think it's the next three games really is it Dallas Texans then Chiefs 
in that order, I think. Um, they've all got running backs of such, the, and mobile quarterbacks definitely is a thing. So the RPO that we've talked about before the Eagles game started at the weekend is going to be even more prevalent in how we stop that based on the Ravens game. I don't know, <laughs> don't know if we can. Um, um, I'm, I'm not really sure Ravens run much RPO. It's... It's quite designed in a way. For, it's like designed runs for a lot yeah. of it. Like the Eagles on Sunday, they did run. Well, I don't even think it was a lot. It was a few RPO plays. I think there was actually a penalty on one of them because meant like had to had to hold the ball, which meant there was alignment downfield. Like they're designed to make the decision, throw the ball straight away. Like you can't can't hold the ball, which is maybe a positive on the Patriots side. Like. There's just nobody open on those RPOs. Mm. So maybe the decision should have been to hand the ball off, but I guess he's reading the linebacker or, or the defensive end. So. Mm. Well, one thing I was going to ask you as well was when, they, um, when the Eagles went 10-zip up, did you fear another Ravens performance happening? No, no because I didn't think the Eagles offense had enough. If they had all their guys, maybe, but... Yeah, yeah but... I just didn't see the Eagles having enough to sort of keep that up, especially with sort of Belichick being able to adapt the defense to suit. I, th- I thought he would come up with a way to slow them down. It was generally just whether the offense could score any points, which they struggled to for a long time. Mm, I would agree with that assessment, assessment of it. I didn't think, I didn't fear the worst when we went um, tens up down. I was quite comfortable and confident that you know we would edge ourselves back into the game and what happened after that for the rest of the the first half then kind of proved that but what we'd spoken about previously also was the the, the red zone offense and the options there and to come away with three field goals from the positions that they were in seemed a bit disappointing maybe is one word maybe like if, they, if you, they, if, they just have no ability to get open down there at all it's, if you want to come up with a, a more harsh and aggressive word then by all means i've got um, a few it's uh <laughs> I, I just kind of think they've got what they've got now like there's no one else coming in now like they got harry maybe he'll develop but there's no one sitting waiting in the wings like gronk isn't coming back He's having no. a beach party instead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> um, um, just, are you going? Uh, no, no. Can't <laughs> think of anything worse. Um, lads, lads, lads. Like I, I was, um, what was that? Going back two, maybe three years ago now. He um, had his booze cruise thing after the... This, I think it was after the Falcon Super Bowl. He'd come up with his booze cruise idea that you basically go from Miami down to the Bahamas and back up again. I thought, brilliant. You know, it's basically that, but in the one location this time. What well, is not to love about a, a boozy session with Gronk and his brothers? Um, you've seen the people that go to those things, right? Yeah. That's well, exactly what's wrong with going to them. <laughs> but you can't hang out with Gronk, surely that's... No, no, you don't. No, he's there. You don't get to hang out with him. Yeah, he's he'll be uh, behind the velvet st- ropes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. 
it's a, the same as when you go to a nightclub and they're like, oh, there's VIPs here. Like, yeah, you can't see them because they're behind a black screen slash yeah. red ropes. Great. So, so yeah, he's uh, he's not coming back. Um, no, Antonio Brown's making his anyway. apologies to Robert Kraft. That's not going to change anything. He's not coming back either. Uh, Tom Brady liked it though. Yeah, Tom Brady likes up. everything on Instagram. <laughs> I think that's just because Tom's a nice guy. He no, just I think likes because it's, it's not him that does it. Probably he likes to be everyone's busy mate and show that he's better than everyone inside and out. No, well, he's not better than everyone outside just now. He's playing like doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put it all on his shoulders, but he needs to be better. He's made worse receivers than this look better than he's making these guys look. Yeah. What that is comes down to, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I mean, there was one one play in particular where. Jacoby Myers that Myers just clearly didn't run the right route at all and yeah he came inside and I think Brady was throwing like the the back shoulder fade but yeah that's going to happen with Myers and Harry they're still rookie players are becoming what's more concerning is that it doesn't even look overly consistent to Sanu and Edelman I know Sanu's not been here that long either but Edelman can't catch the ball either just now. I expected um well, let let's get into our our picks. Um our quarterback sneaks from last week. I expected Sanu to have a bigger game than he did, obviously. You expected <laughs> Harry to have a bigger game no, than I, he did. No, 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 no. The quarterback sneak is for like long odds. I didn't expect <laughs> Harry to do anything. You said he was playing on the outside all game long. Yeah, and he pretty much did. <laughs> he play, he yeah. played a lot of snaps. I don't know what it was in the end. Like I know he was sort of he had his spots in the first half, but then when Dorset went out, he he played basically all the time. I thought. Um, touching on Sanu, yeah, I was kind of surprised he was so quiet, especially like that was kind of the one bright spot spot in the. In the Ravens game, like he mm-hmm. and Brady seem to connect a lot, and it just there was just nothing there this week. No, that's why I, it was. I mean, our, as you say, our quarterback sneaks are long shots, but I still expect him to have a better game than he did. He had two receptions for four yards. I mean, what? That he's meant to be. He had a good punt return. Great. If. <laughs> He, he looked very, very uncomfortable doing punt returns as well, and and seeing him there, I, mean, I, I didn't understand that when Bolden's. Surely he should have been taking those duties. I didn't understand the. Um, I the can't remember Sunday Bolden there. ever taking a punt return. He's, well, he does the kickoffs, doesn't he? So yeah, they're completely different, though. Yeah, but I still kind of if when Gunner went was out for the game I expected him to step into that role I know they're different but I, I didn't expect to see Sanu there well, that was for sure and as you say he did have one good um, punt return but in actual receiving like what like 
Myers had a better game, not by much, by three yards, granted, and only the, off the one catch. But um, yeah, I I don't know if that constitutes a better game to be honest. I think it's <laughs> both just piss poor games. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched it back again enough to like know where things were going wrong. Was it the scheme or whatever? But yeah, there, there was just nothing offensively at all. Like run game was poor again. Uh, kind of like abandoned it after a while. Um, mm. I know, like Tony Romo on the broadcast was saying, "Oh, Isaiah Wynn will be back next weekend. Everything will get better." I think that is a lot to put on his shoulders. Like, just because he's back, that's not going to make Matt Lacoste block better and not fumble the ball, which was a fumble, by the way. Forward progress stopped. Nonsense. I'd have been fizzing. I don't know why that call's not getting more. Uh, more heat because that was a fumble every day of the week. Mm. Uh, so, so talking about Romo as well, he's um, some uh, his commentary seems to have ticked off a few people, shall we say, in in Patriots oh, it, Nation. It, 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 I, I had absolutely no issues with anything he said. He, he said that about when and it was like. Wins played a game in a quarter, basically. Like he's not, he's not the next coming. He's not gonna. We don't. He might be, but we have nothing to actually back that up. No, you've got a game in a bit, and that's it. Yeah. So hopefully he comes in and everything does change. I just, I don't see how one player is going to make that much of a difference. It can't be any worse than Newhouse was, and is. But that's the thing we don't we we literally do not know that. No, I know it's it's all speculation and hearsay. It, could, it could be worse. I mean, he could come in and get injured again, and then you're back to Newhouse. You just have absolutely no idea. We're kind of pinning, we're almost pinning the season on it. And it it, it, it feels like that, and like that is so harsh against a second year <laughs> player that's barely played, like. Uh, just come in, uh, just sort everything out. Cheers. Like, uh, like Shaq uh, Mason's not playing well, but you, uh, you it's like three spots over that. You you can sort that out. Like what? Mm. I don't get. I don't get that. No, no, no. Um, what I was going to say was the um, Romo speaking about the the defense and basically calling them nobodies. Um, I know. Yeah, he he did Kyle say Van that. Kyle on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think that's to that. Kyle Van Noy getting like third-hand information. I don't think Tony Romo said that. Oh, Scotland have scored. Just some breaking news for you. Looks like John McGinn again. Oh well, he's. Uh... Um, but yeah, another another breaking news. Um, talking about what we're. On the subject of what we're talking about, is Gunnar's been placed in IR? Yeah, I was just and, the way to say and that. And when yeah. has been upgraded, and he is looking like he'll be playing Sunday against the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, back to back to that. That it just a a lot a lot of people seem to be like pretty much pinning the season on him coming in, doing a bang up standing job better than anybody else in that front line. And Brady I mean, will get he, back he to being Brady. Should. Uh, He's a first round pick. 
but whether he will or not remains to be seen. And there's also nothing to really say that he, he is that. He played well in one game. Yeah, like, exactly. Newhouse played well in a game this season. He was actually progressing quite well, and then Sunday just seems to have gone. I, I think for a few weeks he's been poor, but like when he first came in, I thought, yeah, he's all right, serviceable. Yeah. But yeah, the last few weeks he's been terrible. Yeah, but Sunday in particular, he was just dreadful. He just, uh, he he couldn't have kept your granny away from Brady. <laughs> He'd have no strength whatsoever to push him over. He'd, and he was slow, he looked turgid and like he was running through mud or quicksand or something. He just... Yeah, but fingers crossed we won't have to see Newhouse again the rest of the season. But I think people that expect when to come in and be a game changer need to temper their expectations. He, he might, but that, I don't know. Yeah. TBA. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that one. Um, so, where was I going with this? Yeah, um, after it was all said and done and we'd picked up the W, was there anyone that actually stood out for you um, over the course of the game at all? Um. <laughs> if you had to pick one person or player that actually had a decent game who I mean I mean I mean there part. was a few there was a few on defense like the defense were good so like you could probably pick a number of those guys I, I really don't know like offensively nobody like literally nobody maybe Ben Watson at push he had like three catches showed a bit of life but it, yeah. it was it was a struggle. It's I I, th- I think that kind of sums the defense up this year. They are just like a complete unit. They all generally played pretty well, but there wasn't wasn't like one of those games where somebody has two sacks, four tackles for loss, and an interception, and just blows your doors off. But I think everybody played pretty well. High Tower Van Noy, um, Brooks came in played well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and defense defensively, but just solid all round. Maybe uh, maybe Jason McCourty, the only sort of negative for the the big uh yeah, pass the big interference PI penalty. The, yeah, but at the start. Again, it was one play. Yeah, well, I think we agree on that one then that well as a an overall D, I think we should just sort of give it to them um this week that they were probably the, the shining light out of this game and um, even Tom Brady came in his presser afterwards and pretty much ripped himself and the offence apart and said, well, we've got to take the opportunities given to us. The, the, the D were fantastic and we were shockingly poor. So, I mean, fair play to him. He, stu- he stood up and owned it. Yeah, uh, I think I'll he said that, that for a few weeks, though. It's, uh, But Sunday was the first time that I think you've actually felt his frustration starting to starting to get to him a little bit so hopefully he can get over that hopefully they can at least produce something this this week and that'll make them look a bit better going forward but I, I think it's something he's really concerned with you can see it, it's written all over his face it's definitely something he's concerned with and um, it has been for a, 
I think since Brown left, pretty much. Um, I think he had a lot of faith and hope in Brown, and obviously there was the reports of it was staying at his house and everything like that. And yeah, but I think that's a that's a decision that's outside of the oh the, the football operations side of things. Yeah, well, obviously, but he's that if he's pouting about Antonio Brown, I think he needs to get over it. Yeah, there is that also, but. <laughs> It was back to what you said earlier, though, was, you know, he's he's shined a few turds in his time, and it's just not shining anything right now. He played, um, like, half a season with Aaron Dobson and Kembrell Tompkins, like... Exactly. Like, shining remember that turds. game against the Saints? Like, Tompkins down the, down the seam for the game winner, basically? Like, last minute? He's done it before. Mm-hmm. Granted, he was probably a better quarterback then. Certainly, based on what he's shown this year, but I, I don't know if this truly is his last year at the Patriots. I don't think this is how he envisaged it going. No, not at all. I I, I don't think it is his last year, but mm-hmm. he he certainly didn't envision his twilight years being like this. But and maybe like, it'll change. Maybe maybe they'll find. Maybe they'll get a wet, uh, Harry. Maybe Harry will sort of come into a game. Maybe offering him something that they haven't had for a while and, and that'll change everything and maybe Sanu will keep developing developing, give another option and in four weeks time you might be sitting there going, Yep, we're ready for the playoffs now. But I think Harry just needs to gain confidence by get getting reps in actual games. There's only so much that you can really do from being on a practice field day in, day out, really. Well he hasn't even yeah. been on a practice field, he's been on IR. I mean it's not He's practiced for two weeks. That's basically it. Well, exactly, and he's allowed to attend the meetings and everything. But it's you know it's not being in a seventy thousand seater stadium with especially away from home like they were on Sunday, and having to deal with all that on top of actually doing what you're meant to be doing at the same time. So I just think he needs a bit of time to bed in. But yeah, we'll see. Getting, it's just like a down. really short season for him now. So well, exactly. Whether it's enough time we're, for him to do anything, I don't know. We're getting down to the business end of the season. There, there is no time really. He has to be good now, unfortunately for him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so unless there's anything else I've missed, we'll wrap up there. You any final Can, thoughts? I want to change my player of the game. <laughs> Go for it. This isn't even a joke. Jake Bailey. Ah, how could we forget about that? Oh, geez, oh. So, yeah, just a little shout out to Jake Bailey. Partnered really well. So, yep, there you go. Player again. Cool. Only, well, only because the defense can't, can't get it. The defense isn't a person. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, well, I. In our messages to each other, I dubbed it the Flying Elvis Award. Um, I think we should probably come up with a better name than that. And maybe the like, Jake Bailey Award. It's kind of like the <laughs> the what do you call it? The the NFL show they've got that they called their award the Cam Newton Award or whatever it was. I don't know if you've been watching the show at all. No, I haven't. No. Was that for um, the biggest? That was a way to say a bad word. No, <laughs> no. Surprisingly, <laughs> it's not. It's just uh, Jason Bell and OC picking like I think it's like six games a week. They pick their winners and then whoever's 
comes out with the most right picks at the end of the season gets this little tiny bronze statue type thing. So why um, is it called Cam Newton? I can't remember. He's terrible. Because um, I don't... I try and watch the show, but sometimes I forget. I can't remember why it is, but they've had to rename it because now, obviously, Cam's on IR for the rest of the season. Um, so so if you it's now the Mitch that, Trubisky but, Award, I imagine. No, I think they changed it to the, <laughs> the Kyle Allen Award or some, something like that. Can't remember. No, um, there's enough bad yeah. quarterbacks to go around. So the Flying Elvis Award, the Jake Bailey Award, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> our man of the match for this week is Mr. Jake Bailey. Did you have to argue for it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it just became a punt game. It's like, kind of dull as this one, really. Yeah. Last um. Right. Okay. We'll wrap it up there. Um. St- stick a pin in it, and we'll call it quits. And. A 17-10 win to the Patriots versus the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, with that being said, I have been Matt Inkster, at Matt Inkster on Twitter. Um, Nick, where, where do we find you again? Uh, at the underscore panic. The podcast can be found on Twitter at Pat's Nation Pod UK and um, PatriotsNationUK.com uh, You'll find some articles on there that we write and Remember to rate, review and subscribe, folks. And until we speak later in the week with our um, Dallas Cowboys preview show, just remember, folks, do your job as there are no days off.